My camera angle looks like it might be weird. Yeah, I'll, I'll fix it. Don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's very Hitchcockian right now. It's April 1st. I already have. How fuck did that happen? Man, is it me or did March fucking take forever to get through? Yeah, right. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but you did. Yeah. It, totally. It's just like last March. Like last March, like even we after we were halfway through it and we mm-hmm. were told that we had to shut down everything, the last fucking two weeks were like the longest... Two weeks. And then this yeah. March, I turned to Liz and I go, God, we fucking March needs to get over with. God damn it. I don't know why it's so long. Yeah. Is it because February is so short? Yeah. But I think it was, t- it was long, too, because we, we worked. Busy. Yeah. It fucking worked. I figured it would be quicker if we worked. You know, because time goes by more because you're, yeah. you're more you're busier than just sitting on the couch. Maybe because. I, I, mean, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah. Anyway, I'm glad it's over. I'm. March was awesome. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I mean, March was great. March. It's like, it's just like, can we just, I just want to turn the page on the calendar. I want to see a new picture. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chad. Yes. Where are we? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird to be in the I'm same room together. Very disoriented. What episode is this, Chad? I believe this is episode number 113. That and sounds about right. We're back here at the uh, Casa de la Devlin. Yeah. Let's put, let's put every language in there too. Put some put some Latin in there too. Amo amasamat, amasamatasamat. We have not done the show in this classic format in months. So why are we doing this? I don't really know. know. <laughs> Whose idea was this? I know. Let me put on pants, and leave the house. Well, shorts. These are my Sunday shorts because they holy. Look at me. Yeah, well, I you can't see what I'm wearing because mine are camouflage. Camouflage. Yeah. Good yes. to be back. So we're. If we you got a matching mug, your mug mm. matches your shirt. So strange. How'd you do that? I don't know. Yeah, so we wanted to look at tours. So kind of uh, kind of looking at the response from the last few shows and people are getting vaccinated and people are coming out. Mm-hmm. Great turnouts and mm-hmm. um so I guess the last we preview slash reviewed if you if if, if uh, we previewed slash reviews our last couple of shows, uh, so what do you think of Kima? So what do you think of? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should revisit that. That felt kind of bad that we we talked about salsa and we mentioned hot sauce in that episode before we knew we were going to meet Mark Carwin of Freedom Hot Sauce <laughs> that Friday in Goliad. And uh, yeah, so maybe we should touch on that a little bit because those guys were so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what we did was this is a uh, this is only between you and us, okay? Don't tell anybody else. So what we did was last time we fibbed and we said that we had already played the shows. Uh, just just messing with ourselves really. We were just trying to <laughs> trying to so, so what do you think about the show? And everybody's going, "Well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good show." So yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. And uh but we so we ended up on Friday, we ended up south of Goliad actually in a place called Who Cares. And uh we went out in that town. Billy, uh, B- Lord of the Flies. Had a Bill, Bill. Lord of the Flies. Well, that town, that part of town. Yeah, Somebody made a Lord of the Flies joke but, while we were there. But too. that little town that we stopped in was actually had a something name of the town mansion. Oh, it was that's like right. Historical uh, Burr, mansion. Burr, Burr something. Burr. Burr. I thought it was B- Bell. Bell. Burr. Look at the map. Just look for the. Derek yeah, yeah. described it as a ghost town, which it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of things happening in there. Yeah. I saw fire. And I think they were burning a witch. <laughs> and uh, uh, nice, nice little town, but gorgeous. Uh, 
area just uh lots of lots of land lots of lots of hunting lots of as we're driving up to 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 where we were going to play to to the um to the area we, we we saw a couple of hogs running across the street and uh it turns out it's just a couple of locals so glad we didn't shoot them um we had a couple of couple of uh yeah they there was a massive hog on a on a on a wench up you know just upside down they were skinning it as we arrived and a rattlesnake about the length of the van a huge thing it was yeah, I thought it was a python when I saw it. I was like, wait, do they have pythons in Texas? <laughs> I guess they do. We but it was a rattlesnake. Big time hunters they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, uh, uh, of, of the great Doug Stanhope. It's, uh, uh, it's all private property if you have a gun. <laughs> yeah, which was the title. <laughs> they, uh, they were better armed than, than, most, uh, than most national armies, you know, than most. Mm-hmm. It's just, just incredibly to the teeth. There, I mean, just... You know, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I had to keep a couple of my 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 uh, smart comments to myself. Yeah, it's probably better. <laughs> I mean, they were nice. They were nice enough. But they were, they were they great. Were cool. great. Yeah. Well, I've known and Derek Sisson uh, for a long time. Very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it and they they told us, you know, if you want to stay, you're more than welcome to. And it it, it is one of those places where so so you pull up. I'll I'll paint the picture for you. So close your eyes. And okay, now open them because I'm not going to paint it. Um, so, so, so we drive up to this long, long, long driveway and then you turn into this, you know, every, everything's fenced off and, uh, we drive in and there's, uh, I say it's beautiful out there, but just, it's, it's, you know, just a little, Texas. So it's kind of flat, but it's a lot of trees, a lot of the, just, you could just tell it that the, the, the area goes on forever. And we drive up and there's a, a bunch of those, uh, big metal containers, you know those those uh, the, the ones that go in the back of the eighteen wheelers. A bunch of those that, that I guess they store stuff in there, and then then there's a bunch of these mobile home looking things that are like kind of you know and encircled. Uh, Definitely, they circled the wagons and yeah, you know, like a kind of weird not courtyard but like courtyard a, exactly like, like, a, like a meeting with a with a bonfire in the middle, yeah. you know, or you know a, a pit fire pit in the middle, and w- when they say you're welcome to anything. You're, you're, and, and anybody that knows Texas, you know, very friendly, very giving, very, very generous. When they say you, you know, help yourself to anything, they mean anything because they didn't bring their women. And uh, you can go to any, just drink anything, have any, have just cigars. They were whiskey, they were hot sauce. It was just, I mean, everything and anything was just, oh, and, and, and so, like I said previously, Derek had said, you know, if you want, you know, you guys are more than welcome to stay. And it's, it, it's not a, it's not a formality. I mean, it's, it, it's a, you know, my place, your place, whatever. So, and obviously we were playing Kiba the next day and we had a, we had a long drive home. It was two and a half hours ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, close. And, uh, and then, you know, of course, Kima being, being, you know, Kima's not that far. It's just full of traffic. And with the weather being as perfect, as it was, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's going to be so Kima for, for, for our out of state friends, uh, Kima is essentially, a, it's a, an amusement park on the water with, but it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of a corporate owned, not, it is a corporate owned, uh, amusement park. So it's <laughs> very it, corporate. It, yeah. Very corporate. I, I will, I will say this. I will get, we'll get back to, uh, to, um, Goliath here in a second. Um, the, people that work 
down at, you know, uh, Brent, our, our friend down at uh, Kima. Yeah. I mean, they work their ass off. It's and it's hot. When the sun goes down, it was perfect. But during the day, it is it sweltering. Warm, warm that day, yeah. Yeah. And everybody smiles on their faces and everybody work. I mean, they're working hard and they are just nonstop. And it was packed. It was beyond packed. Every train that yeah, passed was capacity. I've never seen it that busy. Yeah. And, but still, yeah, I just couldn't get over how, because, you know, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World or, you know, those people would as soon cut you as they would smile at you. You know, they, you know, even Mickey Mouse, you can tell that he's under there ready to, you know, cut a bitch. You know, I mean, he's just mm. not in a shanky mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that, 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 let's go, let's go back to, 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 uh, with the Lord of the Flies. Um, yeah, so we so we go in there and like I said, everything was just laid out for us. I mean, just great stage, which essentially was a, 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 a porch for for one of these mobile homes, but it was high up, and it was just it was just you know you could tell immediately you could do anything you want, you could say anything, you could play anything, you could do, and uh, it was a three piece. It was just the three of us, and we just let it rip. And 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 so people that know people are in and will come will be on this topic today too but people that know live music will immediately think oh we need to put and they did they put chairs out in front of us but there's so much going on like i said there was hand rolled cigars if anybody you know and they told us too they say hey we've you know go over help yourself um there was barbecue there was alcohol more alcohol because eric um you're eric i'm eric. derek derek eric with a d right he yeah. uh he he makes he makes whiskey, and uh, with and, and you know sent us home with a bottle too. You know just and so I mean everything is just just get just you know have it. So when you show up at a place like that, you just want to you just want to you know let it rip. Just just mm. just just go you go to town. We had a ball. I mean it was just but it's, uh, on that point where you know somebody had taken the chairs and said no you know you know the band's playing. We need to. Sitting, but there's so much going on. You can't focus on. Remember, there's a boar over to, you know, to our left. There's a rather saying there's all kinds of stuff going on. But then there's the 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 other groups of people, and these guys are from all over the country. There's ex firefighters, ex military, ex uh, current firefighters, people from all walks of life in yeah. there. All all Marines, I think. Cause they're all. Some like they're all Marines. Yeah. Yeah. This was. Uh, they're all members of the Sniper and Recon Foundation. So that's yeah. What the whole thing was an annual you know, camp out. They do. Yeah. It seems like guys were coming in that day too. So they all wanted to get together and say hello yeah. to their buddies that they hadn't seen for a while. And, and then about like halfway through the second set, I, I was looking over as we were playing, I could see guys bringing in their overnight bags. So I knew that they were getting kind of, you know, winding down for the night and getting yeah. ready for the next day, whatever, yeah. they, whatever they're going to do all day. I don't know yeah. what they were going to do. Just so, the hogs don't come out till nighttime usually, but yeah. So if we play if we play a house party or if we play a an event that's not a, a, a music venue, you know, it's something that's um, which which we're we're it, it, it's old hat for us now to go and play these these things. I don't ever expect, and I know we don't expect people to stand there and or to be confined to the front of wherever we're playing and sit and dance or sit and sit and watch or, or dance or what you know we don't need to have if they want us down there derek knows what we did at, we, we had seen derek on a uh, patty's day at pimlico which also was a tremendous turnout and great uh great day 
so we had seen him there, and that's when we he talked to us. <laughs> we were setting up a funny story, side story. Derek had uh, was talking to me as we were setting up, and he had to- spoken about this gathering that they were doing, and would we come down? And I'm in my head. It's Paddy's day. We're getting ready to play, so I'm listening, but I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not internalizing anything that's happened. Right. So uh, w- when all was said and done, I had committed to co- doing this show, <laughs> which I had completely forgotten about by the time we hit the first note mm-hmm. on Pi's Day. So, um, but uh, luckily, uh, Derek can do more than one thing at a time. <laughs> so luckily, so he had remembered. But <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, we don't need to have everybody. You know, jumping around and dig. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you know, we know what we're doing. We know it sound. You know, it's it's going to sound good, and it's and that's what that's what the, the the great thing about this gathering was. They enjoyed the music wherever they were. You can't escape us. We're loud. Right. Um, they, but, didn't have, they didn't have to stand or, or sit in front of the stage to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And we just we 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 and we we enjoyed playing, knowing that a it's it, it it's kind of what they want to hear, and we put enough we put enough we personalized the gig enough during the songs, like switching words mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, we entertain and we do a thing and, and, and they have a good time and that, you know, and there's, so it, it's, uh, it, it, it might, my, my, I have all respect for these guys. They, they just, they love what they do and they, you know, that they're in my, uh, you know, in my estimation, they didn't need a live band there at all. Because they're just, these guys are, every single one of them oh, yeah. has so much information and so much, you know, they, they can entertain themselves. But but Derek said, it, and it went over extremely, they raffled off a guitar signed by Willie Nelson. And uh, uh, Derek goes, all right, we'll start the bidding at 300. Three, two, uh, can I get 400? Guy goes, 2,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, Whoa. It, it, I was like, it escalated quickly. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember where it, it wound just, up? Huh? It was several thousand when, when, it when they were done. It was 22? Was it 25, no, maybe? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but I, the, I kept going like five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Nine, it just kept going up. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, and he did. And, 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 and Derek, of course, in his, you know, in his infinite, you know, generosity, you know, he, he, he was, I think he was, how I, I, I many, was he offering off a barrel? He offered, a, he, he auctioned off a, a, a barrel, barrel of, 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 of his, uh, of his whiskey, yeah. his bourbon. Oh, yeah. And that thing went, I mean, just, but I mean, again, like I said, these guys are, are, they're all heart and they're, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was fascinating to see that I'm obviously, I'm not a hunter. Um, no way. <laughs> and I, I'm not, right I don't now. really know <laughs> much about it, but it was, it was, it was fascinating to see because the, they asked, you know, Derek asked us to, to wait to, to start playing until these kids came in. There was some of the Marines were off doing a hunt. They're hunting wild boar, two of which we saw on the, on the drive-in. And, uh, they came in and they, the, you know, they got the rattlesnake and this boar. So they, <laughs> while we were playing, they they strung up the boar while we were playing, and it was just it was just funny to see how f- just fascinated. Derek, Derek mentioned that some of these guys had never seen this done before. You know, the, uh, uh, you know, a catch being skinned and gutted and all that stuff or whatever they were doing. But I kept looking over as we were playing, going, "Okay." <laughs> there was only so much I could watch, but it was it was um, yeah. But that, it was, like Derek was saying, that, that that's especially the farmers and, and the people who live out there, it's a constant war that goes on between 
uh, wild boar and uh, the people who own that land. Don't they, Duran Duran have a song called Wild Boar? The what? Well, wild Boys. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, but the, 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 yeah. there is. And, and for those that don't know, uh, these boars, they destroy destroy the landscape they they they're they're good for nothing so they're they're like you know like you said the 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 hatred is it's just immeasurable because they're they are they 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 do nothing but yeah ruin every place that they live well that's what one of the things i press because i know that there's that that disdain that they have for the creatures but they didn't just kill it and toss it away they were using it you know they were stripping it down to to make use of it which i thought was all right, that's cool. Well, yeah, I asked I asked Eric about that. I go, y'all just shoot him and and leave him because you know you know he's like no, he's like the little ones, the smaller ones we we shoot and leave, but the bigger ones we actually they donate the meat to uh, various food banks in the area that they can turn into you know food to feed the homeless yeah. or or whatever they whatever they do with it or turn it into people and make it into sausage or whatever like that. So at least they're you know they are using yeah. what what they can from from yeah. the wild boar. Yeah, and they are dangerous too. Fucking yeah, that story he told about that guy getting killed. Holy shit! Yeah, that was that was that was freaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we met Mark Corwin, who is the owner of Freedom Hot Sauce, who who uh, gave us uh, three different varieties. There was a wing sauce, uh, jalapeno hot sauce, and uh, habanero. Yeah. Have you had a chance to try all of them? Yeah, Yeah, I've tried all of them. They're 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 excellent. They're not spicy. Um, Like I said, I I don't eat to compete. I don't want to. I don't want to, uh, you know, the ghost pepper and the stuff like that. I, I, I like ghost peppers. I like, I like very, very spicy, but I don't eat it to make, you know, you know, to make ear, blood come out of your ears. I eat because I love spice and I love the, but the, so again, these are not spicy, you know, like make you sweat hot sauce, but they're very flavorful. And I, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's, I, I don't like mild, like, you, you know, you go into to a Mexican restaurant and they sit down, they give you the, and it's essentially like dipping your chips in, in water, you know, it's just, you can't <laughs> taste, but if it's got any kind of flavor to it, that's good. You know, but I, I don't have to cry every time. Yeah. No, that's what? the key. That's the key to a great hot sauce is not just having it be incendiary, but actually have a flavor that's not just like, that doesn't taste like burning. Yeah. yeah. Incendiary. Like, that's a great <laughs> Well, it's, 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 it's dumb. It's like, it's like Patrick said. It's like you're in a competition to eat the hottest thing ever. What's the point? Yeah. If it didn't taste good. There's no point in eating anything. No, I know. You, after you, yeah. <laughs> you we, can't, after a while, you can't taste it. We, we, I, we may have told the story on the, on the show. We did tell the story before, yeah. but just, but just, just, just so you know, I was sitting across the table when Chad decided to go for the danger zone in Kansas City. Was it Kansas City? Yeah. I think yeah, it was Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. City. Yeah. So we were sitting there, and and uh, uh, I, I think you had texted Mike because Danger Zone is Mike's Mike McAloon's. Yeah, that was that's one of the, that's his theme song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, anytime you see him, just hum it. You know, so uh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, uh, he called here, and Mike said, "Yeah, go for it, go for it." So I'm sitting across the table from, so, and I don't, you, you probably can't tell, but on the picture, you know, Chad just looked like a supermodel. But when when he had about two or three bites of this burger the danger zone his the coloring turned to the <laughs> let's 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 uh, the the logo on the on the on the mug about that red <laughs> i mean he was his whole is uh, and the sweat starts and the thing but i remember halfway through it you're like well, this, and, and chad doesn't eat slow chad 
I mean, Chad can, you know, a burger about that big, you know, two, about, about two or three bites for Chad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah if I'm not talking or trying to explain something, it, it goes down very, very quickly. Very fast. So he, so he starts <laughs> eating it. And by the third large bite, and actually, I actually have to say that he did take smaller bites in this. He was a little uh, cautious at first. But watching this skin pigment <laughs> go from go from you know from smally to smolder it was just i mean it was it was you know and then but then you then you had you know you equipped halfway through it's i can't taste it no, i no. just can't you know i was determined like you know a saner man would have thrown in the towel you know about halfway through it like okay i you you win burger <laughs> kicked my ass but i was like i'm gonna fucking either by that point i was just numb you know yeah. i couldn't I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> and, and and he was and he was he was not his usual uh, effervescent self. Effervescent? No, he's he he kind of jumped on kind of talking like that. So, so, so it was a lot of sign language that day. Yeah. So well, I finished, point of, I finished yeah. the same thing, and it was. The, I remember at the beginning of the burger when I when I actually could still taste it, it was actually really good. But that yeah. that faded away with every bite I took. But the uh, brain yeah. is supposed to kick in the endorphins to fight the yeah fight the pain. Hence the uh, blah, blah, blah. but I, I'm, maybe you know I'm kind of perversely proud of that. I don't think I'd do it again because, <laughs> like you say, I mean, what's the point if you can't taste anything? You yeah, know, at a certain I, point, I, it just I, becomes yeah. masochistic. If it if it but if it tastes really good and it's making you, I've had that hot sauce too, where you just sweat and you just you're 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 burning, but it still tastes good. I like that. You know, I'm like, yes, I'll go for it again, and again, and again. But I don't want it to. I don't want it to numb the. You know, well, like the habanero at uh, at Cabo. Yeah, I mean that that is, and it, it kicks you, but it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't obliterate. You know, no. the flavor. No, and you, you you taste it the whole yeah. way through. Yeah. Yeah. So great time at the at the thing, and then Kima the next day. That was really really fun, and I'm not going to say this again. Yes, uh, but Lori and Chris. Just they got rid of everything. So we have, um, I guess, by the time you hear this, we'll have already played Cork and Barrel and Round Rock and uh, Continental Club reopening the Continental Club. Um, But thanks to Laura and Chris, we have next to nothing left. They have just cleaned us out. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, like I said, Kima was extremely warm just because it's all concrete where we play and it's been cooking in the sun all day. And it, you know, this it's it's on the water, which is great. But where we are, there's not a there's not a they, they set it up to where the bands can play without your your stuff being blown over and stuff. Because yeah. there's not, but you know, you walk away, you know, hundred feet, and there's you can you can find that breeze from the ocean, but not where we are. Mm-hmm. And Lori and Chris set up, and they just got. I didn't see it. that. Was the thing. So we're as we we're playing, I didn't see anybody going over to Lori and Chris. So when, you know, at the end of the day, she goes, oh, yeah, we, we, we got rid of all this and this, all this is gone. Like, How did that Ow. happen? Because we're, yeah. you know, usually I'm pretty. But so just, just, to, just, and then, and then after everything's done, you know, you blink and Chris has got everything packed up, all our gear. I was like, wait a minute. The boy gets wound up. And yeah, yeah. 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 But just, yeah. So, so our, 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 our you know, deepest thanks to, to, to Lori and Chris for. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Brett, who who ran who runs the uh, the turkey stand, as he called it. But they, that's a the food booth that sells turkey legs and and popcorn and chips and stuff like that. 
Lying they, all day. Did not yep. stop the entire time we were there. Um, and when I finally, at one point during, I think it was during our last, right before our last set, I finally had some time to go when the lines were a little less intimidating. And I stood in line and got a, got some popcorn. And the, I think it was the same guy that I bought stuff from last time we were there. He's just, they're just everybody who works back there is just in such a good mood and so well adjusted to it. Like, it, it's not easy <laughs> because no. it's basically a nonstop lunch rush, you know? So I've worked, I've worked in food service before. I know how fucking stressful that can be. But, um, but yeah, I was impressed with that whole operation. But Brett loaned us uh, this this uh, dolly that he had. Just happened to have it right by the storage room, right by where the van was parked. Said, "Hey, will this? this will you find this yeah, useful? Super like, helpful. Yes. Saved, saved us <laughs> ten trips. Yeah, like right, right when we needed it again at the end of the day, he was there again. You need it? Yes, thank you. Yeah, well, that, that's a great operation down there. And the, the the like I said, the the people working should not be as happy as they were, but. Heroin's good for you. <laughs> yeah. Pima seems more like a meth town to me. Meth, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was. It was a little, or maybe oxy. Uh, now you maybe oxy. I'll meet you in the middle. It, it was. It was at once exhilarating and kind of unnerving. Like like among, like most of. I mean, I'm I'm not worried about getting sick anymore. And I, I think all of us are pretty much fully vaccinated. This fully week. vaccinated. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. I'll be I'll be totally legit next Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Too legit to quit. Patrick and I just had our second shot this week. I had mine yesterday. Yours on Tuesday. I don't know what day it was yet. Yeah, but. it was recently. But, I, you know, and Patrick and I already had the virus. I, I'm, I'm not really worried about getting sick or spreading it because I know I can't. Or at least they tell us we can't. Um, so, but but it's, I know that not everybody's vaccinated yet. Not everybody's had it. And there was probably about 50-50 there, people wearing masks. There's no social distancing going on. At the, the lines and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So it was... It was I, I, it worries me because I, I, I'm glad that things are starting to get back to n- normal, but um, I, people, I keep hearing these murmurs of like, oh, you know, we, you know, we may be headed for another, you know, another piece of bad news or something. And our friend, Dr. Dr. Kev, Dr. Kevin and, and Galveston was like, I don't think we're out of this yet. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. Well, the, 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 the thing is we've, and we've discussed this before the camera started rolling today even, but the thing is we have to, um, we have to still treat it. So, so whether you believe this stuff or not, I've talked to the people that we've all talked to the people that know better than the doctors and know, that know better than the professionals. They know better because that they feel it in their heart that you're wrong. You doctors are wrong and you're trying to whatever. So we've talked to those people. We've also talked. So the, th- the thing is too, is if you give a fuck about anybody besides yourself, then maybe just for a second, I mean, just, you know, for a little while longer, put the fucking mask on. You look better with it on anyway. <laughs> you do. You do. There's just not fucking many people that don't, you know, just put the fucking mask on. Put it over your nose. And your mouth. Just do it for a couple more weeks and get, get out of this thing and we'll be able to. Do. So, it, it, you know, so the people that don't believe in it and the people that that are are, you know, you, you still don't need to believe in it, but I'm just, you know, we're just asking to, 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 to just help out a little bit. Just, you know, if you, uh, and, and again, I use the, I use the, uh, the, the, the correlation of people who say, wow, you know, I can't believe that they kill each other over religion in, you know, these parts of the world, you know, so well, yeah, that's even more, uh, that's even more of a closely held belief than your fucking mask or your, scamdemic or your plandemic or whatever the, you know, yeah. 
you know what I mean? This is this is a you know this is a blip on the radar. These these people that 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 go into that go to war over religion because you, you your your God is fake and ours is real, so you must die. Hmm. You know that's the same fucking thing as as you know these you know. It's just well, as absurd. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I, I don't believe Doctor Fauci or I don't believe. You know, whoever's on the wh- whatever politicians on there telling you one way or another, you know, so I'm going to go. Y- y- yeah, yeah. It's a piece of cloth over your fucking face for a minute. Let's just, you know, let's get out of this and, and, and just go. I just fucking hate it. Anyway. So <laughs> I, I joked a long time ago that somebody they, 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 they behave as if they're being asked to wear something embarrassing, like like a tutu or or a, that's not embarrassing. Well, uh, Eric, get the tutu. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just like you, you're expected to wear pants in public. You know, does anybody act like they're put out about wearing, you know, being clothed? Somebody, somebody told me that they were going to wear a Speedo to the next Kima show and sit in the middle of the fountain. That was me. That was you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. During the breaks. Oh, during the breaks? Yeah. Oh, not during, not during the show. The no, I got to play. I got to work. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. But during the breaks, I mean, why not? So out there with a chair, easy chair, cocktail. Yeah. Sunhat. So, so, anyway. so we're back July second uh, at Kima yeah. Boardwalk. Um, there's a couple of things. That many it is um, is if, if if people want to come to that show, what I would do different uh, this time is we didn't know last time is I would get there a little bit before before showtime. In that, and this is going to be an evening show as well. So we had to get down there early because we were running sound for the for the dancers and whatnot. But uh, I would, in in my infinite wisdom, now I would park over by our you know our friends over at T Bone Tom and walk over to the to the Kima Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. That way, you're just you're in and out in no time mm-hmm. because the traffic there's oh it's it's so bad. Yeah. The second thing I would do is I would drink a lot. I would drink a lot because I came back there. I was really sober. And I was just kind of regretting the fact that I didn't drink a lot. But I mm-hmm. think that if you're coming to see us at Kima, you should really throw down and drink a lot. <laughs> because the drive home on 45, these little cocksuckers on the, on the little rice burners or, the, you know, mm-hmm. those little crotch rockets racing on 45. We're doing 80, 85 on the way, just keeping up with traffic, right? And don't drive in the left-hand lane, you prick. You know, leave that, leave that for passing. But anyway, so these guys, Texas, they don't, again, don't listen to, you know, they don't care about the left lane. That's just, that's just another lane for us to sit in or do 40, whatever <laughs> mile, you know, whatever speed you, you know. Um, but then, so we're driving home. We're keeping up with traffic, you know, in the, you know, <laughs> second to left or third to left lane, 80, 85. And these motherfuckers are passing us like just like like lasers, just and what cracks me up is the ones that actually use their turn signal. They just zip in front of your car, and they you can you know the, the car even flinches because they you know they're just about to hit you, but they they, they signal. Yeah, it's like are you just trying to are you just as they're crossing to, the line? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just it just cracks me up. It's like what, what and, and it's gonna maybe they want to die with their signal on, you know, like. Just to prove it. Yeah. See, I have my turn signal on, officer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just yeah, drink a lot so, so we'll uh, maybe wipe, wipe some of these pricks out on the way home. Yeah. You remember the, this, this is a completely different context. It reminds me of the first time that we did the Ireland tour with 
Keith Williams as the driver. Yeah. Back in 2013 or something, I think. Keith. Keith from, from, uh, from Tipperary, right? Um, he, he, the, I never heard him say this again, but that first time we were with him, he, he, he was giving some, uh, some advice about drinking. He's like, if you're going to drink, folks, you, you've got to do it, you know, do it intelligently. You've got to do it every, you know, he was basically saying, if you're going to drink, you got to keep drinking every day. <laughs> like, don't, don't skip a day, you know? So, and I'm not sure, <laughs> had something to do with, with keeping your, your hangovers from getting too intense, I think. It was a little hair of the dog philosophy, I think. But I found that really interesting. I never heard him say that again, but I, I never heard any other, because we've only, we only had two drivers on these tours. But do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember that. But I, I do remember him saying that he doesn't like to drink. He doesn't like to to have one drink a night. He likes to drink all night. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to drink, there's going to be no driving. There's going to be nothing going on the next day. And, you know, so he can't have, you know, come to, come out to a show and have one drink with us and then go back to the hotel. He wants to he make wants a night to, of it. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but his, his story too, of, when he used to deliver beer to the pubs, um, it was custom back then. There, there was no D, DUI or uh, DWI, none of that stuff back then. So they would, it's custom for the bar tender, the, the bar owner to buy you a pint or to give you a pint when you show up with the thing. So if he had 10 stops, 15 stops in a night, he had 15 pints down him, sometimes more before. He, he he got to go home. Yeah, and this is drinking while you're driving a truck full of kegs. So he he'd have this. You know, so so I mean, he told us a story about um, you know he just doesn't remember coming home some nights. And so the stories are fantastic. They're 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 well worth mm-hmm. uh, just. But I mean, I, I my head hurt by the time I heard these stories. So yeah, this you know. But- but is that is it my right? Is that basically what he was saying? Like, if you're going to drink, like I, I don't recall that part. Yeah, that could basically that could, don't, that don't could skip be you. A night. Yeah, yeah, that could be you thinking. <laughs> thinking this is what this is positive reinforcement. For. Well, when I think that was the only that that first time we we worked with him that year was the last time because they they instituted that rule after that where the drivers weren't allowed to drink at all. Yeah, while they're unless they had the next day off, I guess they weren't as long as they had the drive the next day, they weren't allowed to drink anything. The day before, I think, mm-hmm. is what the rule was. But that first time we, we were there, he did come out. And I, I remember having a pint of uh, Murphy's with him and cork. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Tom. Um, O'Toole. Yeah, Tom O'Toole, who was our first driver, uh, did drink with us, too. But now, of course, now they're, they're not allowed to do that anymore. This is kind of a shame. It was fun. It's, yeah, hanging out with both of them was really fun. Um, Tom, especially, was, was really into talking about the music we were playing. And stuff. I actually got up and sang. Sang with us a couple of times. Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, so we're going to be, uh, we will have played at Continental Club by the time the show comes out. By the time this airs. We already talked about to, that. Uh, reopening on yeah. uh, Thursday, yeah. the 1st of uh, April, Yeah, which was last week. So and if you're going to go, and again, talking about the mask thing, if you're going to go, just, <laughs> just, just, just wear the damn mask and go and support these clubs because a lot of them, this is the only way they're going to be able to, to do business right now. And all, all the shows at Continental Club are outside only. Outside only. As, as far as this goes, so so you don't believe that you don't believe that the mask does any good, and you know better than that. That's fine. But think of the people that have that have to work in public 
you know, essentially, you know, the bands and the the wait staff and mm. the bar staff, and so, they have to deal with all these people. So you don't believe it, that's fine. So don't wear a mask, but but stay away from them. If you want to help, you know, then you put the mask on and you go out and you just just follow the rules, just like you would, you know, if if you get pulled over and you don't want your seatbelt on. Uh, you know, yeah, you can. That's your that's your right not to wear it, but I guarantee you're going to take it. Um, this is not the same in that you're not getting a ticket for it, but but you are essentially. We've all lost somebody from this, whether you believe that or not. Whether you've you know, so 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 you gotta you gotta help out these people that have, you know, that have to deal with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you wear the mask, and so yes, the Continental Club is in the back patio, which means to open air, which is great for everybody. That makes people feel more comfortable. That that do that actually do believe in this thing. Mm-hmm. But you wear your mask to walk in. You sit down. You take your mask off. How long does that take? Three minutes? Yeah. Two minutes? What the fuck does it matter? Literally not a big how, deal. How how does that affect someone's day to the point where they don't want to go to a show because they're so mad about wearing a mask? Literally from the point of entry to the point of sitting down. Mm-hmm. That kind of mentality is just, it, it makes you want to, you know. And it's, it's all about, I mean, at this point, really, it's about keeping everybody safe. But Pete, Pete Gordon, I know, his, his main priority with doing business or continuing or starting to do business again, he wants to keep his people safe, you know. And a lot of, a lot of these. And Pete hasn't been open since this thing. Yeah. And he could have started. He one, one year, yeah. one year, one yeah. year, and because he wanted to do it right, he wanted to do it safe. He wanted to listen to think you know what, what, what Lena Heldago was saying. He wanted to listen to what the mayor was saying, and any and he did try to open by the rules. And the city said no, you have to. The city kind of fucked him over. So he's like, well, I'm going to wait then. Still, yeah. And now he's got a chance to open up the correct way. Yeah, and so do it right, and so why not support that? Yeah, and people people have said to us, "We're glad, we're so glad you're back working." Well, we can only work if you, uh, you know, just follow the rules. Yeah, you know, and and do do, do I want to wear a mask? No, nobody no. wants to wear a mask, and it, well, except Batman. It's more of a cow because no, it covers <laughs> the top. Part. So, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, uh, if you're. On board with clubs reopening and people getting to getting to go back to work and whatnot, then follow the rules. If you're not, well, then just you know, fuck you. Yeah. You can't go, yeah. yeah, go away. Yeah, and I can't believe it's a year later and we're still fucking talking about this. I know, I know. Yeah, because people are assholes. Um, so we will have played at for the first time uh, Cork and Barrel in Round, Round Rock, Rock. Um, North Austin. So we've been looking forward to this for, for a long time. They, it's just kind of funny that we we heard about it because I think they contacted you, right? Yeah. After that, people were saying, hey, play, you should play Cork and Barrel. Have you heard about Cork and Barrel? Like, yeah, yeah, we were already talking to them. So now we finally got this uh, nailed down. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this show, that which has already happened for you, you people at home. We'll, we'll re-preview it. Yeah, next week. I guess they call it review then. Might, might be yeah, right. well, the, 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 the club... From from what I heard, uh, is is packed seven nights a week. There, so Round Rock was in dire need of a live music venue, and uh, apparently the food's great. And the, you know, the, I know where it is. I've driven past it, and it's uh, it's right by the the golf course, the country club, all that stuff. So it's it's uh, not short of not short of of punters. 
yeah. around there. So it's going to be, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're excited. They're not messing around with the talent bookings. I mean, Dale Watson was there last, last Saturday. Who's that? <laughs> but I, I think they've had some other name people on their, on their calendar there too. So it's, it's kind of, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the, you know, the, the, the th- <clears throat> if you're going to do, if you're going to book a band, it's, it, it, it's, it's really the same thing with, with, with gear. I was thinking about this the other day. I've been going through my, my stuff, you know, the, the, w- w- when you buy the cheap guitar, you know, when you buy the, 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 like a part-time professional. Right? Exactly. Oh yes. Yeah. So if you, if, if you buy the, you know, yeah, it's going to like right now, people, you, you, you can't really get bad guitars in that it's, it's the cost of guitars have, have gone down tremendously in, in not the collector stuff, but it's just, you know, buying stuff off the shelf is you can get really decent stuff now for a very, very low price. However, if you, if you get a really good guitar and you, you know, you, you, that guitar is kind of ready to go and you don't, don't have to do much to it. You just set it up and you go. But if you get a, 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 a you know, a no name, you know, it might sound good, but you're going to end up replacing the machine heads. You're going to end up replacing the electronics and stuff like just, and you end up spending the same amount, nearly the same amount of money or, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's the same thing when you get, when, when you, when you work in live music, you can get the guys that sit on the couch, you know, three weeks out of the month. And then they play that one Friday night. And, you know, a lot of people will come out, a lot of the friends will come out and see them. However, if they do that, in all the clubs around that zip code or close to it, the numbers go down. The number of people that come out to see them. It's the same thing. You know, if they, if they get the guy that sings Brown Eyed Girl, you know, three times a night, pretending it's requested, you know, that's going to push the people out there. Pete Gordon, dazzling Pete Gray from, from Continental Club. They did that. They, they did that. I opened that place. When they started out, they didn't go for the, you know, the duo and the, the, the people that have been playing all around, they went and they got national acts in there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you want to, you want your punters to trust your, your product. You want them to, you know, whether you've heard of them or not. I remember the first night they had a, they had a Hercules sons of Hercules out of Austin come in and open the, and I'd never heard of these guys, but they're a, they're a professional garage band. In that they just they just came out and they just did kind of Ramon style rock and roll just just from the from the throat from the heart from the you know just powerful and I'd never seen these guys before but that was a great opener it, it told you that we're not the club is not going to be you know jazz on Monday and we're going to do flamenco on Tuesday and then you know reggae on Thursday and then rock on Thursday you know try to we're going to do everything you, you, you don't build trust that way you build <laughs> trust by Consistency, by saying so, uh, cork and barrel. If they go out and get, you know, like you, you know, if you open an Irish pub and you try to do Irish music seven nights a week, unless it's traditional seven nights a week with one one night, you you, you know, it's you, you're not going to get. I don't know any town that has well, maybe maybe Philly or maybe uh, you know, maybe there's a, maybe a few exceptions, but I just don't know of many places that can hold the public's attention for Irish music seven nights a week. You know, Ragnar Road, of course, Jeff Duncan was saying that he was just there. That, that's, that's different because that's a Disney thing. So, so they want that traditional or Rira um, in Las Vegas where we play. I mean, mm-hmm. they, can, they can get away with Irish music seven nights a week because it's a tourist 
trap, but I'm right. talking about punters in a in a, yeah. an Irish pub, you know. Just yeah. so I, I guess I went far afield. I went way, 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 way out in that one. But basically, if if you're gonna get if you're gonna deal in live music, then you got to deal in professionals. You can't you can't do the you can't do the the you can't do the guys that take their martial amps out once a month and and uh, and 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 call it a gig. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Martial amps, great, great amps. Yeah. Diamond amps, yeah. wonderful. John Marshall, what a guy. Friedman. Yeah. Friedman. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Do I want to carry one upstairs? No. <laughs> not anymore. Well, not with the schedule that we have. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah. ways and, and I tell you something, the clubs, yeah, the clubs don't want it either. You know, you, you, if you're going into a place, a lot of these places don't have live music seven nights a week. So you get these guys rolling in a you know big bass rig, big drum kit, big guitar rig, wow. big whatever, and then there's monitors on the stage. This is noise coming from every direction, and then they've got to put that sound out to something that's palatable for the people in the be at the restaurant or the bar. Or the thing that's a lot of noise coming off there. If you do the in ear, you know, if you do the in ear and you do the the direct stuff, yeah, I understand that the purists. That that don't carry their own shit, that don't carry their own PA and lights and all that stuff. Those guys, yeah, they won't like it. But you know what? I don't give a fuck what they like. Yeah. You know, I like, like to work seven nights a week. Yeah, there's something to be said for actually being able to hear what you're playing. <laughs> you know, not going home with yeah. every single fucking night. So I've been through that. I've had enough of it. So yeah, it, it was like when I went in to buy when we when we started using the internet early last year. Can't believe crazy thing it was. It wasn't that long ago. Um, and I went into Guitar Center to buy the uh, the Shure, uh, you know, the actual earbud portion of it. And the guy who sold it to me says, "He's going to change your life. <laughs> Just total game changer." Because he, he was he was a, a regular gigger too. I think he was played in a church band or something like that. So it was regular, you know, somebody who plays every single week. And he was right. You know, and you do have to learn how to. What church musicians? It's just Eric used to play in church. Oh yeah, yeah. Once a week, no load in. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, change your guys. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good gig if you can get it, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of those guys are really good musicians. So I've, I've seen. Yeah, and Jesus signs your check. Yeah. Jesus signs the check. But inners can be can be very disorienting at first, especially if they're not dialed in properly. As I learned, um, you know, they've got to be. You gotta be in there the right way, especially if you're playing bass. I discovered that the hard way too. The very first when we did the Patty, not Patty Stay proper, but when we played the weekend before Patty Stay last year, right before the shutdowns, was the first full day that I was using these things, and I was playing around with the different sizes of the uh, the earbuds, thinking, okay, well, I'll try a smaller one so I can get it in there, in there further. Mm-hmm. Big mistake because if, if I realized, learned that. That day I learned that I have to use the biggest one that can get the tightest fit. I know. Because because if I don't, the, the bass frequencies just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it was I had to play a whole set like that because I couldn't there was no time for me to go and switch it back out. So I was like, God, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it it can be really, really wonderful when it's dialed in properly and you're got you're wearing them properly. But if you but if you don't not you you know, the first couple times you use them may, may, might be kind of weird. And disorienting, but yep. I don't know why I'm talking. It's true. About it. no, 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 you're absolutely right. The first time I wore mine, it was weird because the sound was right was right here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like everywhere else where it normally is. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. it was 
it took it took a few minutes to get used to it, and then it was just like, oh, this is what, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You can control the volume, you can control, you know, yeah, everything about the, it. The only thing I don't like about it really is that you can't like people come up, you can't really hear much of the room, you know, so much. And if, yeah. if, if somebody comes up and asks if you like request or something, well, they do. They, they'll shout. They'll shout yeah. from the audience, and I've just there's there's no yeah there's no way to to you know. To, to hear what they're saying. There is a way. People say, well, you, what you do is you set up a mic for this. I said, no, I don't. No. If you're going to see a live band, you know, or just drive through Popeye's next time and say, hey, I would like a cheesecake. Can you make a cheese? You know, you're going to, or, you know, go to McDonald's and say, I would like a fresh, you know, spinach salad with, you know, see what you get. No. If you're, if you're hired by the club to play. Now, if the club is a country and Western club and they hire a death metal act, there's going to be problem that night. <laughs> if you go up to the the let's go to let's go back to 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 the Disney to the Irish pub in the Disney on Disney property, and you say, "Hey, I'd like to hear you know a, a little Rain and Blood," you know, can you right. you know you're not going to hear that. You're just not going to get because the club knows what they need for their punters. We know what we're what we're going to do. You know, people come up and they, "I want to dance." I go. <laughs> Yeah, is either either learn how to dance to what we're playing, or you go to a dance club because we yeah. don't know, no, nor do we want to know. Yeah. That uh, I will say too, I will say that 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 uh, some of the songs that we're doing now, we've changed up the beats on on stuff like that, and it, it is funny to watch. We've talked about this before too, but the the it's, it's funny to watch people dancing to these these old war. You know these songs of yes. of, of war and <laughs> like loss and stuff, and <laughs> and uh, but it 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 it, it, it you know it's kind of groovy and it's kind of it's kind of. Uh, I remember the first time we we started working with James Edwards, we had uh, James had just naturally slowed these songs down, and we go from you know to to and did make it a lot more bouncy and groovy and you know and but and. But the people that have been coming to see us were like, no, 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 no. We want, you know, we want the. Right. That was, it was also the same time that we briefly switched back to doing the six, eight bridge in suspicious minds, because that's how we wanted to do it from the beginning. We just didn't have a drummer who could play the six, eight properly. I mean, I don't know. It was the guy, the guy, the reason why it wound up being reggae was because the guy we're working with at the time was pretty good at doing reggae. Not so good at playing six, eight. Apparently, so it wasn't. It wasn't that it was good, right? No, no. I'm not saying was, he was an expert. At it, yeah, but yeah. we'd heard him playing reggae beats before when he was screwing around. So it's like let's just try that. But he, but yeah. So James, we we actually did the whole played it. You know, just like the record, not just like the record, but you know, we did the bridge. The we, way we just we we, we Vegas oh, we Vegasized it. Yeah, just, yeah. And people are like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Bring the reggae back!" <laughs> Damn it! But, but again, the the I remember the the place in uh, uh, right by Davy Bryan in uh, uh, Lake Worth uh, Bamboo Room. I remember we got we were booked in this really cool. It's gone now, of course, but uh, we were booked in this club. Uh, the guy had heard Suspicious Minds said, "I want that band." He booked us on that song. Because of the reggae break, so yeah. what? What all? What yeah. all? Again, the the <laughs> I love that gaudy, glitzy Vegas style. You know that I love that pompous, you know, over the top stuff. But 
I thought, you know, when you do something and you, you know, stumble onto something being, you know, that, that it's, it, it, it's an attention getter for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unexpected. It was yeah. one of one of many many examples of uh, how our arrangements have been shaped by the practicality of who we're working with at the time and what they're comfortable doing. Yeah, the, the, the uh, prison love songs, um, which was very early on uh, that Patrick had the idea to blend. Folsom Prison Blues with with Fields of Athenry, and initially it was going to go from yeah do 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 that the the solo he said okay Turi you're going to play the solo it was going to be an E first we're going to do the solo then we transition to G for that and Turi was like this is hard to play this in in E on the fiddle he said well do it in G just immediately jumped on it and then that was like a revelation when when the solo hits on that on that key change. That's one of the things that makes that 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 whole medley so powerful, I think. And the whole and the whole reason why, we're like Black and Tans, which we mentioned before, we used to do it all in C. We used to work with a fiddle player who had a really hard time playing in C. So it starts off in C, and then it goes to D. We decided we liked it better in D, so that's where it's remained ever since. Hmm. It's just strange things like that, that how things work sometimes. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been reading a book. I read a book. You you finished actually finished reading in a couple of days. Iron Man by Tony Iommi, the uh, lead guitar player and one of the founders of the band Black Sabbath, which we're all a big we're all big fans of. Uh, all almost all incarnations. Super easy read. I read a lot like Kenny uh, Kenny Jones's book, um, the drummer for the Who or the drummer for the Faces and then the Who. Um, just like this happened and then this happened and this happened this happened. So it was good. Uh, yeah, that boy did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I mean, a lot of drugs, like even up into like the t- 2010s, he was still doing cocaine almost every really every day. Wow. Yeah. That's, at least that's what he said. Yeah. Crazy. That's interesting. I, I, he he kind of strikes. He, he's so, at least in interviews, he seems like the most down to earth and soft spoken of the yeah. guys. Well, geezer is too, I guess. But he just didn't seem like, he did, I wouldn't have pegged him for a partier, you know, somebody. Yeah. So from what I understand from this book is that, he loved he loved the practical joke. He was the king, like like that band. They were the kings of the practical joke. And 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 for the longest time, Bill Bill Ward, the drummer, was the recipient of of like you know just <laughs> yeah, he constantly set him on fire, <laughs> him on fire just constantly um, not yeah. being picked on, but like physical like physical jokes that they thought was that they thought was funny. I read some of these things. I was like. That's if you did that to me, I'd fucking kill you, you know, kind of a thing, you know, uh, just that kind of thing. So, yeah. But, uh, and, you know, interesting history about the band and all the incarnations and just how like everything was like, okay, this person quit. Who's next? Okay, come here. Kind of a thing. Like it just seemed like it was so automatic with him to keep creating music with whoever was around at the time. So like, then it was Glenn Hughes. Then it was Tony Martin. Then, okay, now it's Ronnie James Dio. Now we're back to Ozzy. Just like, turning on a dime, like, okay, Eric Singer's going to play drums. Now Bobby Rondinelli's going to play drums. Mm-hmm. It just seemed to me just like, do people get mad at you for doing that? Like being told, okay, no, you're out of the band, but you're going to be in the band. And then two years later, okay, you're out of the band, but you're back in the band. Like <laughs> It was just like the revolving door, yeah, yeah. like post, post the first, like between like 1982 when Dio left to, when he returned again, you know, um, later on, a few, you know, uh, ten years later, whatever it was, it just seemed like a revolving door of like, yeah, 
and Geezer left the band, so Tony was the only the last guy in the band. It's just ridiculous, but yeah. Oh, because I, I, I was reading a little bit about the arguments that led to Dio leaving when they when he split initially and took Vinny yeah. with him. There was like a, an engineer had had erroneously informed him that that uh, Geezer and Tony were going in and changing, like deliberately put taking his vocals down or something. That they were arguing over the mixes, basically. Yeah, the argue, So the the thing was, I think, and according to what I've read, what Dio has said, he said that the engineer was a drunk. And basically, there was a miscommunication, and the engineer basically led led them down that path of, you know, because because basically, um, like Dio and Vinny would go in at some point, I think at nighttime, and they want they want to listen to the recordings of of all the live stuff, and they say, "Can you bring the vocals up a little bit, or can you bring this up a little bit?" Mm-hmm. And then the engineer would leave it there. And the next day, Tony and Geezer would come in, and they'd be like, "Why are the vocals so loud?" He's like, "Oh, Ronnie was here last night, and he wanted." And so then that became the rift. And it was just a, a huge misunderstanding, apparently, from what even Tony has said is like it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, but it, you know, um, D Ronnie had you know for being a small guy, he kind of had the Napoleon thing, so his ego was <laughs> obviously super huge. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing with him refusing to play at that gig with uh, where, where Ozzy. Was on the bill as well. I kind of, sort of. That's I. I, I, I don't kind of. I don't. I. I can't n- disagree with that. I mean, really? it's just like, you know, because I mean, I mean, do your job. Ozzy's a fucking clown, though. He is a clown. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is a clown. I mean, I mean, the cool thing is that we we got to have a Rob Halford saying, "Yeah, which you did a great which job." Which apparently he did again. He did. So I, I read the story, like there was one point where they were doing, I think they were playing the, a lot of the, they were doing like every other Ozfest as, you know, with Black Sabbath. So like they would close, the Ozfest would close and it would be Ozzy and then Black Sabbath would come out and do like a five or six song set and do like all the old stuff. Apparently one time Ozzy couldn't make it because he was sick or something like that and Rob Halford was hanging about and so they said, well, let's get Rob to do it and Rob came in and saying Iron Man and Paranoid and all that shit. This is like in, in the 2000s at some point when the Ozfest yeah. was happening. So. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I got an email yesterday from uh, one Vinny Apice. Nice. Yes. Hi, Patty. Got the sauce and the extras. Thank you very much. I'm going to try it today with some chips. Also love the teas and the coffee cup. Thanks, Vinny. Awesome. Good boy, so, Vinny. Yeah. So, yeah. It was very cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Good Good guy. Um. Yeah. Right, uh, but yeah, th- those Black Sabbath uh, Dio days were not my not my favorite. In in that there was it, it, it just always get out. It always just always <laughs> felt like always felt like the the lyrics were doing that Dungeon and Dragon. You know, the, the, he was big into that. Thing. I know. I understand yeah. that now. But you seen the way just, he dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those I want. I want those boots. Those uh, r- Rainbow in the Dark uh, boots. Yeah, on top of the roof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know Barbie dolls that would kick those things off. So, but, yeah. So, but, but but then but then later on, you know, once once you you kind of acclimatize to it, I think that's the only way I can describe it is when I when I got to uh, when I when I got to appreciate how Ronnie and Vinny worked together, and then Geezer and Vinny worked together. That's when it was kind of like I don't give a fuck what you're singing. This is cool. You know, you you you, you kind of just you 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 kind of you have to build up a tolerance to the to the to the rainbow in the dark 
you know, spinning cages. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. Well, they made sure. a joke about that too. It was like, it was like when they came back for the Dehumanizer record in the early '90s. Tony and Geese were like, "Okay, no more rainbows," and he's like, <laughs> really? and apparently the quote in the book was Ronnie said, "I like rainbows," and they're like, "Yeah, but let's let's." So the Dehumanizer record is is actually I think it's one of the most underrated Sabbath records. It's got Dio on it. It's got Vinny on it. But the songs are just like, I mean, like they have a song about, I think I've said this before, called Computer God. And it's written in 91 or 92. And it's so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Because it's talking about like how computers rule everybody, which they do. I mean, yeah. today, obviously today we're on our cell phones all the time. Yeah. Do, you, do you write those lyrics? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you want to hear a, a really great, if you want to hear that band fire on all cylinders, there's the, the last live record they released was called uh, Neon Nights, 30 Years of of uh, of Heaven and Hell, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's them live at the Walk. That's what you were playing. The Walking Festival. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, me, actually, me and Brent were talking about this when we were going to O'Bannon's when I called him up the other day because uh, he wants to get Vinny to try to record something for him to use at, at, in a composition. But... The playing on that record is just so fucking good, and it's the last live, and it's one of their last concerts they played together too. Um, but so, but if you we, we can listen to that in the car sometime, but yeah. it's just the playing on it is just so like, god damn, these guys are good. Friday, Friday, there yeah. You go. Anyway, did Geezer write any of the words when Dio was in the band? I know that he wrote a lot of words over it. He was Dio. the original lyricist yeah. for most uh, Aussies, most of the catalog. Aussie I mean, yeah. Aussie stuff. I think I think it was a shared, okay. a shared. And on the last record, the Devil You Know record, I think all four of them, even Vinny, like I mean, Vinny did write lyrics so much, but he had a hand on some of the arrangements. But definitely, you know, I think there was more, a lot more collaboration on that last yeah. record. And and just just side note here, you know, I know we, we you know we go off on a lot of, of tangents when we're speaking of when we get into Sabbath because I mean it was it really was it was the bedrock of so much of our music musical journey, you know, and it's and it's still well, it's to the roots day. to everything that we listen to, really. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, even if you don't if, if you don't like if you don't like the 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 hard rock, the metal or stuff, it's it, it's still worth it's still worth looking up some of these YouTube videos, you know, and, and, and seeing the, seeing that, you know, even with the tiny little bit that we've touched on, on these, on these slabber cast, it's still, it's still informative to watch any of the live videos or it's interesting to listen to some of the interviews just because you've got, you kind of got a backstage look at these these you know dynamics on how these people work together mm -hmm. and it's really fun to watch the early Aussie stuff where Ozzy would stand to the side of the stage because he was terrified of he was a, a, a stage fright you know yeah. I mean he's just just huge huge anxiety and mm. so he'd stand off the side and, and Tony who he just thought you know you, you were just saying is soft spoken seems to be very soft spoken and he's stuck stuck in the middle is kind of smile they weren't a fun live act to watch. However, to listen to was just, I mean, sonically and, you know, mm -hmm. just to see what they're playing was good. So, I mean, I would, I would say, you know, for, for the people that are not fans of that, it's, it's even, it's even, it's worth your time to have a look at some of these videos yeah. and some of these live performances just to, 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 to see the, 
you know, how, how these people coexist. And yeah, I, 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 the thing that made me fall in love with them was just how groovy they are. That everything that uh, that Geezer and Tony wrote was so I mean, very heavily riff based, obviously, but they. Unlike a lot of other metal bands, they they found a good riff and they stay in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they 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 milk the riff for everything they could, and then they, yeah. but then they go off. They ever you know they there's no shortage of B sections and C sections and really and interesting bridges, you know, <laughs> really interesting bridges and and stuff like that. But uh, that's what I really love about them is that there there's so much, especially as a bass player and a guitar player, to go in and learn just learn how to write catchy stuff because that's yeah. what they did and yeah. it's not it's Sorry. not as easy yeah. as you think you know to play iron man yeah fine however when you get into the when you get into it and you get uh, you get far you know you, you bury immerse yourself in their catalog you'll realize that they're not just playing the and smoke on the water is another great i know this uh, mm-hmm. richie blackmore but smoke on the water is not what you think it is when you hear it played it's not that's it's actually playing it playing it properly playing it like richard blackmore plays it is not easy it's not it's it doesn't fall off your hand like it i mean just fall onto the fretboard like you would imagine it does you can make it sound like that i don't play it right i just play it for to 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 fit how the, the 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 small section that we use yeah so i just i i make it real easy just to to get so we can get back but same thing with sabbath it, it it's it's a it's uh we're we're talking to uh, our friend June Nania up in Omaha, and uh, uh, Narnia, excuse me. She uh, she was saying that uh, we're talking about uh, Children of the Grave, and uh, and, and uh, she said, yeah, it's not as easy as you think." I go, "I oh, know, it, it's not a you know, it's not a uh, you know, it's, yeah. There's so much there's more some to complex it. stuff in there, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just great to." Yeah. I found myself too, like when, as Tony was talking, as I was reading the book and Tony was talking about different records and different songs, I found myself pulling up stuff on, on the phone to listen to it. And just, yeah, some of those riffs are just so iconic and just, mm-hmm. oh, that, that's that riff kind of a thing, you know? And yeah. he even makes a joke about how, because, you know, it like everybody calls Tony the king of the riffs because he was the oh, yeah. one guy in metal that was just like, Oh, you need a riff? Oh, give me a second. And you come up with like just like the, the crunchiest, grungiest, like just like oh, kind of kind of kind of riff. And he makes a joke about it. He's like, maybe I should just put out an album of just riffs. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> Vinny Apice also said to us on our on our interview with him. He said uh, he said yeah, you can play a chord. He said, but when Tony plays it, it doesn't sound like anybody yeah, else. Exactly. It sounds like Tony playing it. That's that's the and, and somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, our friend Tim was saying, "Well, he's got those metal tips on his on his fingers. Yeah, it's got something to do with it. But it, and, and the playing, your 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 sound is here. It's it's here. It's not your. You, of course, your amps play a part of it, and your guitar plays a part. Of it, but everything that you're hearing, um, you know, when, when you hear Mark Knopfler playing, you know, a, a riff, it doesn't sound like anybody else because right. he plays." And he delivers like Mark Knopfler, mm-hmm. and you know I've seen guys that play very close to him and play very well, but it's not it's not the same. Right. And you can't you know it's not Coke or Pepsi. This is yeah. This <laughs> is this is you know this is a worlds apart. Yeah, yeah. The, the two songs that jumped and leave to mind is being two of his, Tony's greatest riffs. 
th- that are maybe slightly underrated in the broad, you know, the whole spectrum of, of uh, Black Sabbath stuff. Um, what's it called? Uh, Supernaut. Yeah, I was just going to. Yeah. yeah, that's what I. Which starts that. off, and one of the things I love about it, it starts off just like Derek Doom by Horse Labs. You know, the hi-hat. Yeah. And you, you, for the beginning, you'd be like, Wait, is, this, is this Black Sabbath or is this Horse Lips? And, it would, and Derek Doom, which is also a really great riff-based song. Um, but that, I love that one. And then the other one is uh, After Forever, which is lyrically is kind of weird. It's where Geezer was going through one of his religious things or something. Mm-hmm. Your God is the only way to live or something like that. But that riff is so great. You, you know that one? I don't think I know that one. Yeah, it's... I don't even know what album I got it because it's on a compilation that I bought. It's it's so it doesn't it's it's catchy, but it also seems kind of strange that it didn't it just didn't sound like a riff that you know a normal person would write. Right, and then the lyrics are just really and there's there's it goes back forth between that and another section which sounds like it has absolutely nothing to do with the other part, but they're both really catchy. Yeah. I'll check it out. Trippy, yeah, it's, 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 it's a really, really Yeah, we, we played it in the van a few times. Yeah. It's been... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of psychedelic. It's, 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 they're singing about God in it, which is strange enough for to hear Black Sabbath singing a slightly religious song, but, but uh, it's, it starts off kind of sounds like it's kind of trippy. Anyway. Yeah. The book is Iron Man, written by Tony Iommi and someone else, and it's just he's just telling stories. I mean, it's well done. Like I said, every chapter is two to... Two to six pages long at the most, not long chapters, and it's yeah. kind of like I was a baby. Here's my family, and now I've just I just made it through cancer treatment, kind of a thing. So, yeah, yeah. 2011, I think. Okay, is the last update on the book. So yeah, as I mentioned too, I like the cover on it, where he's got the the purple shades. Always wears those little shades. And then the logo is the same color as the yeah, shades. It's, it's that master reality. Yeah, uh, purple. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. Very nice. Very tasty. It's good stuff. Well, well that. that was a that was a good length show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you know, we've spoken many ten, times now about reward music. It's lifting off. It's been slower than slower uh, rollout, but uh, you've d- had some yeah. updates on it. And yeah, yeah, and there's still it's 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 a beast in progress. Yeah, it's, it, it's just like everything. Uh, it, it it takes more time that, that, than we initially thought it would. Um, but with the climate being as it is, so what happened was at the beginning of March, um, I forget his name, Twitty McDickface or something was, uh, opened up the, opened up the state and said, you don't have to wear a mask and do whatever you want and blah, 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 be free. Bad news is people took it as do whatever you want, be free, go, go, go. Uh, good news was that the calendar opened up and went crazy. So March has been an absolute whirlwind tornado hurricane tsunami of bookings and nonstop yeah in- inquiries and so that's what we're doing today we're here in person because we're trying to we're not trying to we're putting together tours for the year we're going to try to uh flush this calendar out and have it uh you know so we're we're, we're today we're in person um uh, caffeinating in person to build this calendar up, and we're gonna we're gonna go out quite a few times this year. Mm-hmm. To uh, to you know, we're hoping to get as far up as uh, uh, 
Montana and oh, stuff yeah. like that in August, and uh, then as far up as uh, Maine and uh, uh, you know East Coast, and uh, uh, so. Uh, we're planning on a lot, covering a lot of ground. That's what we're doing today, and you know, so 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 stuff that should be stuff that should have been done months ago is you know is now just being we're we're now actually being able to find where mm-hmm. where it is and get you know move it on out. Yeah. So so do look for us. You know, stay in touch with us and just keep an eye on the on the stuff and you know uh, on the calendars and whatnot because it, we're we're going to be adding dates and they're going to be coming in quickly. So, yep. you know, and again, just a special thanks to, to, to Laurie and Chris for getting all that stuff done for us. And, and, uh, and especially big, big, big thanks to all our Patreon. Yes. Folks, you guys have been tremendous. So <laughs> it's Are you just in time to say goodbye. Hello. <laughs> you say goodbye. And I say, sorry about that, fellas. Yes. Yeah, so I was t- talking about the tour and, you know, getting this, getting our, getting our, our tour but tours planned out for the year yes, now. Yes, excited to, 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 to see where we're going to go and, and see friends, make new friends, see old yeah. friends, and hopefully uh, everywhere we want to go is going to be open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, really quickly about Reward Music. Um, the way it works, it's, it's a monthly subscription, just like just like uh, Patreon. However, to sign up and interact and talk to people on there, you don't have to. You, you can just sign up and join the site for free if you want. But there's there's a lot of content that you'll be able to 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 get if if you subscribe. We call the subscription there Blagatron, which was a name we've been throwing around this whole time. Uh, five bucks a month, and right now you can that allows you to stream and or download our entire catalog that we have up there, which is something that's going to be growing over time. There's even more stuff we have that I haven't put up there yet. Uh, maybe some old ar- archival. Historical, yeah, uh, live tracks, things like that. Hysterical live tracks. Hysterical, um, and of course we we record pretty much every show we play as long as we're using our board, um, and so some of those live tracks may find their way on there. So that there's eventually going to be a massive library uh, that we're, we'll be building. Um, exactly the kind of thing I wanted to do with Patreon originally, but it's. It just works a lot better in reward yeah. music. Patreon is, is is confining. This is a little. This is not. This is open. Yeah. This is open range, free range. Mm. Yeah. And it Sorry. really, really thrives off of people, the community aspect of. So. Yeah. Built by musicians. Yes. Built by. Yes. And that, so was Patreon, but this is again. Yeah. Um, uh, with Dweezil Zappa, you you know that you have a uh, a, a bigger. Palette, you have a. Uh, it, it's actually feels like it's boundless. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it just it, it it just seems like they're 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 touching him. So we'll find out. We'll find out. You you can find out with us. Come along and what the fuck is going on out there? See, this Jesus is the noisiest show. I know. <laughs> right. Hey, make sure they don't fucking record today. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for listening. Oh, yes. r- r- sorry, real quick. Yes. Uh, 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 Uber fan, super fan, Mark Stickney. From over in, in San Antonio, I used to come see you guys play yes. at O'Bannon's. Mark, uh, I teach his daughter, uh, Caitlin, drum lessons, and she told me on Tuesday in her lesson that they had a new baby named oh. Noah. So congrats to Mark and family wow. and baby Noah. Yeah. Hi, Noah. Hi, Noah. Nice to know you. Hey. Hey. So, Excellent. Wonderful. Congratulations. So anyway, thanks, to, thanks to Mark and, and, uh, and Nicole for... Uh, 
paying me every week, and also congrats on the baby. So, fantastic. Welcome. Awesome. Well, we know the phone sucks, so it's got to be they're going to invest all that money in new cameras every time they put out a new one. Right. They should just call it eye camera now with phone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) thanks, folks. (laughs) All right.